Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. Episode 153, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. It's hosted by two guys I've never met in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. And my co-host is Mr. John M. Craig. I am he. He and I are one. Not Colin and I. John M. Craig. That would be, yeah, that would be interesting if actually... Uh, that would just, be great. That would be yeah. the Fight Club of Podcasts. That's a good tagline. <laughs> Quoted by one of the co-hosts. Both of the co-hosts. You don't know. Nobody talk about this fucking podcast. Seriously, you can listen to Unbecoming Age, but do not talk about it. Don't tell friends about it. That's it. First rule. First yeah. rule of unbecoming of age. They'd, Shut the fuck yes. up about it. <laughs> we should just we should do an entire fucking fight club podcast and we just that's it. And then we don't talk for the next forty nine minutes. Uh, and then at yeah. the end, when we're convinced that no one's listening, now you understand. Now you get it. Yeah, we were. I think actually, uh, these uh, the personalities. Uh, if, if if it is one person walking around uh, like in Fight Club, uh, they, uh, the personalities came closer together geographically uh, this last week. I, I, I'm not sure exactly. Oh, you and you, I. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know where you were at when I was at the place where I didn't know where 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 I was. There was, I was one at. point that we were. Probably within two hours of one another. Probably, yes, because yeah, I was probably. in some either in Westchester or I don't know New New York State, yes. but north of New York City. And you were? Do you remember where you were? Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that we got closer to uh, to New York City than uh, than Albany, but maybe I don't know. It was yeah. It was, so maybe it was closer to like. Uh, Th- two and a half, three hours, but yes. relatively close. Yeah, yeah, we we did get somewhere on the other side of Albany at one point because uh, mm-hmm. it was just uh, it was it's kind of a blur week. We 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 put on a lot of miles and yeah, uh, yeah saw a lot of things and uh, a lot of a lot of places, a lot of so, things I'd not seen before. Uh, yeah, and I was uh, I was taken by your Instagram stories a little bit in the sense that. I'm I'm familiar with you going to places in the Midwest, going down to New Orleans, and then it's all of a sudden you're sort of in the Northeast, sort of in my neckish of the woods, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. And I was like, oh, that's and and it was not that I was less interested. I'm like, I kind of know that area, those places. I mean, I've never been to Niagara Falls though. So how was that? Uh, it was uh, it was it was fun. It really was. Uh, when when we you know we left Cleveland, we went to Cleveland on the first day, and Cleveland was uh, kind of typically Rust Beltish, uh, one of those towns that uh, was described to me as being. They, they told me that Cleveland at one point the population in Cleveland, uh, I don't know, twenty years ago maybe something like that uh, was one million ish, and now it's dropped down to four hundred thousand. So there's been a lot of people that have left Cleveland and. I enjoyed the town, but it does kind of look like one of those Rust Belt places that's kind of trying to bounce back. Does Cleveland have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or did I just make that up? It does have the the Rock and Roll. Did you go Hall of Fame? Did not. Uh, hmm, I was told. Surprised. I was told, I was told it was. A, they, they, people said, you know, it's okay. It's reasonably priced. I think it was only like twenty dollars. I looked at that and I thought about it, but I knew the kids would be like, whatever, you know. So you got to kind of balance that. How close were you to Cooperstown, New York? Do you know? That's where the major league, uh, the baseball hall of fame is. Uh, we went right by there. We, we I, actually, I, I heard, I've heard that that one's yeah. a good one. Yeah, we we went right by there. Uh, we with Williamsport. We went right by, and I didn't realize Pennsylvania, the the Little League World Series place. Yeah, yeah, we went yeah. right by there too. Um, and the the World Series is going on this week, and so there were cars and people that were you oh, know, yeah? f- fans and teams and all that stuff that we saw on the on the uh, on the back roads. Cool. And so, yeah, it was cool. So, um, but uh, anyway, Niagara Falls. Uh, it was it was it's an epic thing to go see. It really is. I think worth worth going to. I, I kind of wish we would have uh, had. Uh, passports and gone over to Canada and done it. You need Canadian passports side. to go over to Canada. I, I mean, like, like for that kind of thing, like the, even for Niagara Falls. From what I understand, yes, you can get over there, but you can't get back. <laughs> 
They, oh. You can cross one way oh. without a passport, is what I was told. But uh, yeah. And you didn't want to make that move for the podcast? You didn't think uh, that would be a good story? You and your family getting stuck in Canada and then being like, you know what? It's not so bad here. Yeah, it would have been cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to stay. We're just going to become Canucks. I, know, I don't think they'd want me. I, I'm not sure. that I, I've heard once... Uh, if you have uh, certain things on your on your record, uh, your your uh, like if you had a drunk, drunk driving arrest ever, which uh, all right, I'm sorry, I, have, I years ago had one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they they won't let you in. I've heard that, mm-hmm. but uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it just looked like there was more. There's more stuff over on the major. There's these big, huge bluffs, obviously, that uh, overlook the river, and it looked like there was more stuff on the Canadian side than than what was going on on the American side. Although the American side, there's a lot of people uh, that that did go to this. It's did, a, it's a big thing. Did you uh, or? You know, Rachel or the girls go over uh, Niagara Falls in a barrel. Did you no, know? and did they do that? Did they, did they ever do that? Am I making that up too? Some somebody did that. They talked about it. It's it's in the oh it's yeah. In the, it's in the if you stand there and read the sh- the junk and listen to the, the the you know all the the, the history of that. And it's happened more than once um, where where that's uh, that's occurred. That blows me away because it's you know it's like a hundred and I think they said it's like a hundred and eighty foot drop or something like that. So. Uh, and then the, just the water around the bottom, you know, you, they take the boat up pretty close when you when you take the boat to her thing, and just that swirl of water, and it's mm-hmm. just it, it's it's kind of uh, is it uh, is it uh, misty there? Is there a mist yeah. of water over there? Do you need to wear rain gear of some sort? Some sort you of do. You, they, you they give you, yeah, they give you ponchos Poncho, uh, right. when you when you're out on the boat. They give you these cheap little little poncho things, and uh, the people on the Canadian side all have the red ponchos on their boats, and the people on the American side all have the blue. Blue, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like the red blue states. You kind of get this feeling mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Uh, should I be nice to that boat over there? Or should we? Uh, should we right. start lobbing some missiles that way? I don't know. Or it's like the Bloods and Crips. Yeah, exactly. You Bloods, know, Crips. And, yeah. That's right. Start <laughs> taking them colors. out. But they they seemed. I don't know. I, and marijuana is completely legal in Canada. So I think that everybody on the Canadian boats is baked. And so the, just the, chill. Yeah, they just they fire up up there at the top yeah. of the deal. Get on the boat and. You know, they're just they're under the water going. So, how long was this excursion, this uh, trip you took? Was it uh, ten days? Uh, it was, I don't remember. It's uh, we left a- on Wednesday, returned on Thursday. Okay. So, right. so yeah, so it was. Yeah. It took a while. It was, and we saw a lot of, like I said, we saw a lot of stuff. There were there were places. Right. We ended up. Um, we we ended up on some really iconic northeastern drives. We went by some things that we didn't plan it. We didn't look at the map and say, uh, you know, let's go through uh, western New York wine country on, mm-hmm. on a quintessential road, which we ended up doing you know, along Lake Erie, which was which was uh, really nice. Um, How specific was your itinerary? Not really, other than we, there were uh, several nights at least that we uh, we looked at uh, where we were going to go the next day and didn't have a set, uh, you know, accommodation set a couple times, uh, three, three, probably three or four nights we did. So that. overall, what was the consensus uh, across the board? Well, the, okay, so the, the original intent was we're going to go to, uh, to Maine. We're going to, we're going to visit Maine. We're going to see uh, Portland, Maine specifically. And uh, when we when we got an Airbnb, it looked like if you're looking at uh, uh, where Portland was and and where we booked the place, it looked like uh, it looked like a 20 minute drive. As it turns out, in Maine, you really can't get there from here. There there are places in Maine along up their seacoast is very very um, very ragged seacoast. I guess you would say it's there's a lot of peninsulas, there's a lot of bays, there's a lot of places where something on the map. As an example, we one night. Uh, we were looking for uh, food, and I, I looked at something, and it said that it was two miles from where I was at, and uh, the drive was 40 minutes. Wow. And I, re- and I realized it was two miles. If I could have swam the, across the, the bay where I was at, I could have gotten there. And, you know, right, and as sure. the crow flies. As the crow flies. Or the but to fish get there, swims. I, yeah, yeah, but to get there, you got to go up the up the peninsula, around mm-hmm, the deal, mm-hmm. and back down, back you know around the bay and all that stuff, and over the drawbridge, and you know, there's all sorts of stuff. But 
gorgeous, gorgeous area. So we ended up staying um, outside Portland. It was it ended up being more like a, probably like an hour and a half-ish drive is where we ended up being. Uh, at first, I was a little bummed out when I realized that, but then I uh, got to figure out exactly kind of what was going on in that area, and uh, we really enjoyed that, I think, uh, as much or more than maybe as if we would have perhaps stayed in Portland. Portland, there's a ton of stuff to do. There's a ton of shopping. There's a ton of uh, ton of microbreweries. There's uh, there's uh, really uh, it's it it is the place where a, a great deal of people from Boston and New York and uh, a lot of places like that. Apparently, there's a lot of vacationing there. Is there a food truck culture? Food truck culture is alive. You know, as you the weird thing about. Speaking of food trucks, the, the thing that stood out to me on the on the trip was the the area on the American side of Niagara Falls. There are a ton of food trucks, and primarily most of the food trucks and most of the restaurants in the Niagara Falls area are Indian food. There's there's a ton of Indian food. Like apparently, there's a lot of uh, people from India or. Um, um, thereabouts i guess that visit uh niagara falls for some reason or another but some of the best food i had on the trip was off a food truck in niagara falls which was indian food that uh, i don't understand the the, the wo- woman spoke to me in a very thick indian accent asked me something about i had ordered uh, like number seven it was something i didn't really know exactly what it was on the menu it just sounded kind of like it might be something about it caught my eye and she asked me something about preparing it i i believe is what she was asking me and I just shook my head. Was like, sure, let's go, let's go, let's do it that way. And she smiled and gave it back to me, and it was it was outstanding. It was really good. But um, so yeah, um, Portland has uh, there there are food trucks. There's a ton of obviously seafood, um, a lot of really high end uh, type shopping. It's it's a it's a really it's a it's a cool place to go to. And then if you go just on the um, just outside of Portland, if you go north towards where we were staying, um, you go to there's Freeport is one of the first bumps you're going to run into up the road. And Freeport, uh, we weren't really aware of this until we got off, uh, and I realized, oh, Freeport, that's where LL Bean is located. They're their national headquarters, and so if you go into Freeport, they have um, massive shopping in Freeport. There's every uh, it's it's not really an outlet. It's just uh, kind of built all around the town. They've got in, in the inner parts of town, uh, I guess, and it kind of spreads out. But there's just every retailer you could possibly imagine has shops set up in Freeport, Maine, and there are microbreweries and hotels, and uh, it's it's just a uh, a nice place to visit. But overall, the trip was like I said, we we got to see so many of these. Um, iconic places that I'd, I'd, I'd read about I had heard about things like um, I you know I'd, I I knew um, like what White Mountain National Forest and the whole Mount Washington thing in New Hampshire you know I, I knew about that that it was there I'd read things uh, in relation to you know visiting that area uh, didn't know we were going to end up driving basically right through it we drove by right by the edge of of, uh, of all of that uh, one of the things we came along, which was uh, which was a rather bizarre, um, uh, poignant, I guess maybe more than anything would be the word I would use to describe it, was we're coming along. I see this um, roadside one of those signs, temporary signs that they they put up, like the the highway department puts up to grab your attention. Uh, we're on a state highway. I think it was Highway Two in New Hampshire, and uh, we see the sign. It says, "Be careful, um, vehicles ahead likely to be slowing and stopping." And uh, it seemed like a weird spot for this sign to be. And I was thinking, I wonder what this is all about. And as we get closer, I look over and I see all these motorcycles are stopping all over. And um, not cars, but there were some cars stopping, but mostly it's, it's, it's guys on motorcycles or people on motorcycles that are stopping. Then I see in the one of those like roadside where they would put up roadside crosses where people get killed only these roadside crosses were like 10 feet tall and there were seven of them and then i realized oh wait that's there was a there was a motorcycle fatality thing some um some dude that shouldn't have been driving some sort of a um, commercial vehicle um some guy with a very russian sounding name a young guy that i guess had uh, all sorts of problems with uh with the law in the past and his driving record um 
swerved into a group of motorcyclists and killed seven of them back in June. And so this is very fresh, very new, this this roadside memorial thing that we came by. And it was very, uh, very strange to see that after hearing about it in the news. But, um, yeah, we saw a lot of stuff. We, we really did. I, I One thing that... Um, Kind of bummed me out was, and I kept seeing these all over. Uh, was uh, moose moose crossing signs? Yes, and, I've um, seen those. Uh, uh, when I've gone up to, uh, where do I go? Uh, Vermont. I've seen those. Yeah, but I did, did. Have you ever seen a moose? I was really hoping to see, not up close, but I was hoping uh, to get a moose sighting, and that didn't happen. But uh, I did not see a moose. Yeah, I guess that's a good thing. You know, I, I think I saw a groundhog last night. Did you? I saw. Yeah. I think we saw a couple of dead ones here and there along the road. I but, think it was. It wasn't a beaver. It it was either a woodchuck or a groundhog. I think. Yeah. That's when okay. we were at work. Yeah. So yeah, the overall beautiful. The Northeast is beautiful, and uh, it's there. There's a lot, lot to see, and it's very. You know, it gets this idea that um, you know we hear a lot about. Uh, well, with with the global warming thing, it's the, the idea is that you know people are going to have to, uh, you know, are going to have to relocate, and it's like there's there's sometimes there's a discussion that the world is crowded, and um, to that I say bullshit. You you get uh, you get very, you know, you're in New York State, very you know very close to New York City. You don't have to go very far and you can get rural as shit in a hurry. There are vast, wide open spaces in this country, uh, aplenty. And uh, so it's just a, it's a big country with a shit ton of room. And um, I, I was more impressed with upstate New York than I thought I would be. Not that I ever had really a negative idea about it, but it was it's really quite pretty. Same thing with Pennsylvania. Uh, most of Pennsylvania is gorgeous. It really is. Were you in what? So you were in Western Pennsylvania. If you were in Cleveland, you were in Western Pennsylvania. Did yeah, you pass, we passed through Pittsburgh or no? Uh, just south of Pittsburgh. We were in the, uh, you know, we went through, I'm trying to think of some of the places, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania is in this big ginormous valley that's gorgeous. Uh, that Williamsport area is really uh, quite cool. We went through State College where Penn State University is in that area. Uh, just saw a ton of that. It was, it was yeah, it just, again, just um, very uh, hilly, mountainous uh, sort of terrain that uh, i didn't realize was there and we saw a lot of cool stuff so it was a good drive 30 some uh, over three thousand miles i think it was close to 3200 wow yeah who did most of the driving yeah we split it up there were days where um, did you split it up between two of you or three of you two two we didn't let uh, tori she's old enough well because tori she's she's 16 or 17 uh, 16, yeah. Yeah, and also state laws, they don't necessarily carry over with the driver, yeah. with the parent. I'm not so sure. It's not necessarily worth... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And that, just the stress of, you know, sometimes you don't know what you're going to drive up onto, you know, with uh, with traffic and things like that. But uh, And we did some... We were on, you know, we, we were on some of the, you know, major, you know, the interstates and the tollways, the I-90 and 80 and stuff like that, some of the major thoroughfares. But we had a few days, um, uh, three or four, where we did a lot, a lot more driving on the state highways and, and uh, off, you know, off the uh, big freeway type stuff, which was really cool. Uh, it was... Uh, I see in the country that way is is i think just uh it's becoming a lost uh, a lost art sort of a lost pastime i guess people think that you got to fly and I, and I get that it's it's a lot it's a lot easier and quicker in a lot of cases to fly and get a car and and go see go see some things that way but um wheels on the ground seeing it uh you know through the windshield is also pretty damn cool if you've if you've got the uh i guess if you've got the mentality that something like that is fun some people don't, and I get that, but uh, I enjoy it. So, yeah, we came close, I think, to one another at one point. So you're out doing the, uh, just still uh, out with the uh, with the film crew doing the uh, driving thing all week. Yeah, exactly. Same deal. Um, this is the five day job that has turned into, I'd say, at least forty five. Right. You know, like I started June thirteenth. So it and it feels so different. I remember. Like, uh, remember I told you that uh, my neighbor, 51-year-old neighbor, passed away? Mm-hmm. Right. That, so that was the Sunday before I started working, right? And right. I, I realized it's, I'm, I'm home right now. It's Saturday, August uh, 24th while we're recording this. And I've been in the neighborhood, and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I haven't seen that family, you know, the, the, the wife and, and the daughters or anyone really in my neighborhood since around that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and the summer's almost over. Yeah. And and it sort of just threw me for a loop in terms of time. Like this past week, 
Uh, today is Saturday around uh, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, roughly. And I started my work week on Monday. My first pickup was at 4.45 a.m. Right, so I was up at last Sunday at 2.30 a.m. So, and this morning I got home at 6.15. So I was off the clock at like 5.30 a.m. yesterday. I clocked 80 and a half hours, okay, Yikes, this, wow. this past week. So that's on the clock. That does not include mm-hmm. the time to get from where I'm staying right, right, yeah. to my pickup. And I did the math to see how many hours are there in a five-day week, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And my math showed as uh, 120. Is that right? Does that make sense? Could be, yeah. And so if that's the case, it's 120 hours. If I worked 80 and a half hours, that means that if you divide over five, that means non-work hours. And this is not including the time it took me to get from point A to point B before I'm on the clock. It's 7.9 hours a day. Yeah. So I'm probably sleeping about four or five hours. It's kind of crazy. It's like I'm well compensated for it. As the woman that I started dating, I shared this information with her. She's like, yeah, maybe you should think about a doing something else. It's like, but I, there's a few things. This keeps me out of trouble, right? I, there are way, you know, there are, I don't have down and idle time. Well, I do, but I'm at work and I'm tethered and well compensated. Don't fuck that up. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's just me and a pool house and no supervision, I'm in trouble. You know, it's not good. I've been there. I mean, I'm probably better now than I had than I had been in the previous few years. But uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, coming to an end. Uh, we are, I don't know, probably, I don't know, 15 more shooting days. So probably another, we're roughly probably done, uh, probably by September 10th, 11th, around that time. And then it should be over. And uh, I'm I'm gonna likely get on something else. There's a lot going on right now, like television series, like stuff shooting. Um, yeah, I keep seeing stories about more. You know, yeah, more, Apple's more got a stuff. bunch of stuff. Yeah. Apple, Apple's already starting. As far as I know, they're already starting the second season of shows that haven't even been released yet. Hmm. Right, so it's not your traditional like uh, network model where it's like they shoot a pilot, the pilot gets approved. They're like, we're going to spend money on this. I think they're just going for broke. I think Apple wants to be a serious contender for Academy Awards and um, and Emmys, you know, like and and have make shows uh, that are on the level of what HBO used to be all the time. Not that to say that be- HBO HBO still makes great shows, but right, right, uh, you know that whole. HBO model way back when it's like it's not TV. Mm-hmm. Well, that's almost moot now because TV is not TV in the sense that you know what I mean like it's it's uh, you know since like Sopranos, The Wire, you know uh, Game of Thrones, all these shows, Breaking Bad, a lot of these shows changed what it is. Yes, it's you know uh, or or people's perception of it. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's time shifted. People are, mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. You, you and, and, yeah, and you have more time to develop characters and right, stories over say. a period of time. And then the idea that you can drop it all at once, like the show that I'm working on. I don't know if it's going to come out around Super Bowl or so, but it's like ten episodes of the show is going to drop, and it's just like, you know. So, um, obviously, Amazon has the marvelous Mrs. Maisel's. Mm-hmm. That period piece about the you know housewife turned comedian, turned comedian, and I think it had somewhere like twenty one Emmys. This this current really that many go around whatever it is. It's like a stupid number, right? So that's got to be their number one, their top thing. And then this show with Al Pacino and sort of pretty intense Nazi hunter thing. Period might be big. You know, I mean, it won't matter to me because I won't likely work on it again. I don't know that it'll shoot in New York again if it does, just because of the storylines. And right, but uh, you know, it's an easy gig. I enjoy it, but uh, it kicks my ass, man. Yeah, I, I imagine that with that, that yeah, you don't you need more sleep than that. Anybody does, but uh, I guess you can catch it up when you can. Is there yeah. any while, while you're uh, sitting there? Do you say a lot of you have a lot of downtime. Do you just nod off occasionally while you're well, sitting? Well, I do. There? So I don't. I should. I should qualify that. There is downtime, but it's sort of sporadic because we tend to shoot. One of the reasons there are so many vans on is we tend to shoot in these areas, whether it's White Plains, Westchester, Yonkers. We literally shot at a wastewater 
um, plant in, in Yonkers, New York. It, it's a shit plant. It's a shit facility, right? It's where That's the what poop, it is. It's where the, the poop, poop goes. goes. Yes. Poop goes. Okay. Yeah. It's where everyone's poop goes, right? And I'm just like, and uh, we ended up, it was a whole thing. We ended up not staying there. We were supposed mm-hmm. to shoot there for a total of four days. We shot there for a total of two days because there was a thing and it was, and nobody was, nobody was mourning the loss of this. Well, I'm sure the production was because it was going to cost a lot of money to go now, have to find a new location, reschedule the days, make changes to the day when everything, when the shit went down and hit the fan. And, uh, it's like there was, okay. So I didn't go in there much, right? I'm a van driver, so I wouldn't need to go in there unless maybe something came off one of the trucks was it that, that you can't fit all the working trucks so at one point there were like these rigging straps for the grips and so i had to walk in there it smells terrible and at one point i went in to use a bathroom in there and so there's a sign in a bathroom at a uh, you know wastewater a shit plant um and i gotta find it here and this is on the inside of the um the stall the bathroom stall in the men's room Please use toilet bowl. Now it's all caps in red. Don't defecate on floor. Thank you for your cooperation. That sign leads me to believe that at least once, but possibly on more than one occasion, someone has defecated. Yeah, obviously. On the floor. You, did now, you, get a, you should take a picture of that sign. You should. I did. I have a picture of that sign. I have a sign. I'll send it to you. You can put. You can push it out into the world. Uh, and, and just just make sure when you push it out in the world, it doesn't get on the floor. It goes right into the toilet bowl. There yeah. is Twitter. The Twitter toilet bowl. Exactly. And and so I am. I was just like mother. Like are you, and and, and I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like you work here, so you're like you don't. Give a shit. You literally give a shit and put it right on the floor. Like, like what the fuck? You're like, if I got to deal with this shit, that person's got to deal with my shit. It's so now I was, I, I shared this with a few of the crew guys, like two of the sound guys, the sound mixer, another guy, and one of the camera guys, right? And we're going back and forth and we're talking about one guy's telling a story about in college, there was like a shit sculptor. I was like, when you go to RISD? That's Rhode Island School of Design. Uh, it's a big art school. No, but apparently there was a dude that would do like literally in the toilet like giant shit sculptures all over in the floor and i think they caught the guy it was a whole thing but you know and and that made me think about college and the number of times where you know i in college i had a video camera and i was one of the very few people in 1989 1990 with his own camcorder right so i became the documentary documentarian for the all boys dorm floor at syracuse university <laughs> And I, and usually I would get, they would call me, my nickname was Video Man, which then became V Man. And Video Man, my job was to, no matter what time it was, if someone came back drunk, if something happened, they'd bang on my door. I had to be, you know, I was like the CNN of like the freshman dorm. Like I was ready 24 7. You got to be on, you got to record this shit. And so, but there were times where literally people, this happened all the time in college. Dudes would knock on the door and be like, oh, yo, come here. You gotta come in the bathroom. You gotta see this shit I took. Holy fucking! Look at that! Look at the fucking size of that shit. And you're like, I never was into this. But when you work in a shit facility, you're like, I mean, it's you can't avoid it, I guess. So one of these guys, I, I guess, that was talking to someone that works there. And the guy was an engineer, and apparently the guy was saying something like, he he works like twenty hours a week. He makes like sixty thousand a year. Has four weeks vacation and full benefits. And then then I thought about it. I'm like, huh. Depending on where you live, owning your home, taxes, that might be a pretty good work life balance. <laughs> you know, I mean. I, I don't know. I just can't get my head around it. I, I mean, it was so. Yeah. There are plenty of times that we're there, and it's a, it was a a poor choice for the production to go to a working wastewater treatment plant, right? Right. Like, like okay, it's a municipality. It's probably not going to cost as much as some sort of office building. We were shooting at Pfizer, and this was a Pfizer at a, you know relatively close, and. I'm sure they could have, they have all these buildings there. 
the facilities um, not quite a hundred percent shut down, but they have very few employees there. Like I don't think it's a working like plant where they're making drugs there. I'm not sure though. But I mean, like there are other places you could have gone. And then there's the other side of it. We'll be like, okay, we are here, and it's like, oh, this sucks, whatever. And then I'm like, you know what? We live in a country where we have clean drinking water, and we shit in a toilet, unless of course we defecate on the floor. And there's a place for it to go and for it to get dealt with. You know, I, at the same time, yeah. I don't want to be there ever. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, so it's it's been it's been a challenging job in that sense. But again, my perspective is always like, you know, this is pretend. Yes, I'm really at this place, but this is all make believe. Like some person had an idea, and they like took this idea and they wrote it and they put it out there, and then they got someone to believe this is a good idea we're gonna spend millions of dollars on it and then all of a sudden all these people have a job and then it's like boom al pacino shows up and it's like is al pacino even relevant anymore you know it's like when you get right down to it are we getting to a point where there are social media influencers people that are more relevant and known than an al pacino i think we're getting close i think we're really fucking close yeah, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You know, and and it's I, I can't even get my head around all of it. And to that point, um, I deleted both of my Twitter accounts. I, I may have a third Twitter account. I don't even know because I had Periscope and and Twitter bought Periscope, and I didn't tweet much. And I, I don't care. I want out. I get these alerts. I deleted that audio app, and so I've got to delete the other two. I like I want to delete Facebook a hundred percent because the only reason I'm on it right now is my 30-year high school reunion and i can't even follow the thread of the details i know the date i know the location i know the cost but like it doesn't seem like there's a here's the invite and go here and just click on this so i gotta i just want to send this guy a message the only way i know how through facebook be like here i'm RSVPing for me and these two guys tell me when i gotta pay and when i can back out and then but outside of facebook because i keep going on facebook as force of habit, and I see the same guy posting the same fucking stories, pro-Trump, 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 Democrats are assholes, pro-Trump, the Obamas bought this house, Obama said that, blah, 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 and just fucking <laughs> stop, and then he posts a positive story. This is true, yeah. this is what people are really like, but people focus on the negativity. Fucking black kettle, shut the fuck up, get away from your fucking, put your phone down, go hug your fucking boys, and fucking stop. Cut the fucking shit. And, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so... As we go into this election year, the la- like I just I, f- I feel like I'm allowing it in, and I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't care. Like, like I I don't know. I, I the only thing I like are Facebook memories because I see a picture of my daughter who's 15 when she was five years old climbing up a ladder, climbing up a ladder to go on a giant water slide that I had in my backyard. But you John, know? you you should you you should become more angry at the world you should you should know that uh, like locally here we had a a the little junior college in iowa that my my alma mater kirkwood community college we had a professor here that says he's a member of antifa 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 yes antifa yeah and and he was he was uh, well he's they said he quit but he basically looks like he got fired because they had um, replaced him before he quit so uh these are the things that people get angry about is the the, the guy and if you look at the picture of the guy he, does, he doesn't look very scary but um mm-hmm. he um uh yeah you see that's the type of thing that people get upset about <laughs> Uh, looking at the picture of the guy right now, J- his name's Jeff Klinsman, and uh, he is the uh, most middle-aged, pasty, kind of uh, non-revolutionary type of person I've ever seen a picture of. If I were going to pick... <laughs> he looks... If, if you took... Who's, who's Jeff Daniels? If you took Jeff Daniels, yeah. you made his hair white, you put the dorkiest, like... like uh, almost frameless eyeglasses floating with the dumbest white Oxford with the dumbest like crew neck t-shirt and a, the dumbest fucking smile. Like, I mean, obviously they chose this photo, <laughs> the gazette, 
So this guy sees himself, I'm sure he's, he's resisting and he's, he sees himself as some sort of a revolutionary in his mind. Um, come on. He's like, and they're, they're, he's, he's, he's angry about something. He's angry enough that he, he decided to tell the world that he was Antifa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yes, recently telling KCRG TV, yes. I affirm that I am Antifa. And I'm looking at that going, okay, I did the viewed Antifa as a, pretty much as a uh, terrorist group, like uh, their counterpart, the uh, the Rude Boys, uh, the, these, the, both of these groups need to just shut up and go away. Uh, uh, and uh, I was, I, when they talked about this, uh, the, the, the professor in my mind that I, I had drawn a mental picture of that I was going to go see the picture of when I clicked on it was going to be a, a young guy with a uh, curled lip. And uh, he was going to be, uh, you know, he was going to be kind of scary looking. But uh, this guy just, yeah, just uh, know what I'm seeing. Uh, and uh, wow. I, you know, like I said, but traveling around, if, okay. There are, there, are, there are such common things that people have. You know, as you travel the country, go, go get in a car and drive around like I did for 3,000 miles and just have real conversations with people along the way. And you realize people are just pretty much the same all around the country. And everybody's got the same, uh, you know, I think pretty much general goals. And, uh, you know, we want to walk around without getting shot at and uh, we want to feel safe. And we want people to get along and leave each other alone, I think, for the most part. And uh, I think most people are doing that. And uh, like you, the idea that you say you don't want to be involved in social media because you don't want to, you know, get riled up or or see people get riled up about this stuff. I think that's a valid, um, very valid way to think because uh, for the most part you don't have to, and there's no need to do it because it really uh, doesn't change much other than get you fired from your job at Kirkwood Community College, <laughs> which you probably were uh, doing a good job at. <laughs> Yeah, well, he was. actually resigned, apparently, before the, he gave them a chance. By yeah, the way, yeah, yeah. what kind of fucking Antifa shit is that? Antifa would have gone down in flames, would have exactly. been like, I'm not resigning, I'm, I'm Antifa. Like, I'm going to handcuff <laughs> myself to this sign that says, don't take a shit here, and I'm going to take a shit right here. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when Yo we I just defecated on your fucking establishment. Yes. Your fucking... Uh, hold on one second. I just I said, fuck, when you don't know what to say just, and you don't have your character developed, just go like, fucking shit. <laughs> Literally. Um. We left We left uh, Portland. We were going, we're, uh, the day after we left Portland, we were en route to, uh, for all, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly why we did this, but we went to the Ben and Jerry's uh factory uh the main factory up in vermont which was, was like another 300 miles north almost uh montreal canada by the time you get up there you're, you're way the fuck up and in, in the middle of bernie sanders country which was it was beautiful it was really nice and it looks like there's all kinds of shit to do around there besides going to this uh, ben and jerry's thing which was in my mind ben and jerry's was kind of anti-climactic uh climatic whatever you say the word uh anyway it wasn't as big a deal it was okay but i wouldn't i wouldn't drive up there for no reason like we did but um did you see those guys there no i didn't how see how present either how present jerry. are their images or their being you know the ben and jerry are they part of the whole there, experience in the some log- way the logo is there obviously but not pictures of those two they, they get there's a movie that they have you sit down and watch and they explain that the uh that the company has been bought by a major corporation by um i can't remember the corporation that bought ben and jerry's and they're they're a part of the board of directors that was part of the deal with uh when the when the thing was sold and that they're still wanting to be uh, socially um relevant and involved in a lot of uh, social sort of uh, social justice warrior type oh issues. unilever unilever bought them which yeah, is one of the that's, a british dutch conglomerate unilever yeah which that's when they show that if you've ever seen there's a there's a, a deal that's been bounced around the internet for a long time that shows these five corporations that pretty much own the fucking world unilever. Four, they own 400 brands yes unilever is one of those they, with they turnover own. in 2017 53% Point seven billion euros. Yeah. So the idea that this is a little cool little company in Vermont, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's flown a long oh, time ago. But uh, these assholes own Axe, like Axe body spray, and Ben and Jerry's ice cream, <laughs> and Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and Dove, <laughs> and fucking, and Magnum, and Lux, and Lipton, and fuck. 
Yeah, yeah, they're involved in everything, I'm sure. And they and they no doubt uh, the corporations of that size. Uh, there's also been a list going around of these are the these are the companies that uh, I saw a list the other day talking about getting upset about nothing. Um, the, the, oh, the, are you talking about the Equinox thing and the, the whole like the, the owner? Are you the, talking about that? There was a list that somebody was trying to float around that was uh, the companies that have donated to Trump and and what? Yes, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But the, what they don't realize is most companies donate to both sides. They they hedge their bets. They you know. They, oh, they, yeah, they, they donate to whomever has the policy that's going to best uh, serve their interests. And yeah, be like, that, well, because that, they don't, yeah. they care about one thing: the bottom line of money. Okay, yeah, I give. It. Yeah, they give Trump a million. They give Bernie Sanders a million. It's like, okay, they, you both owe me now, you fucker. You know, you get you get elected. It's it's worth a, a for us covering the bet is worth it. You know, so let's just give money to everybody when they're those corporations of that size. So to try to. <sighs> You know, really to try to, to keep track of that. I, I just can't live my life in such a political, so political of a manner that every single fucking walking decision I make walking around is based on, um, you know, some political policy. That's to me is just like a good way to go insane. Um, you were telling your, um, your, so you were telling your shit story. So um, I, that wasn't my shit story. I mean, I, sh- I shit myself on one of the earlier episodes. At yes, the end you kind of, kinda, yeah. Kinda but that did. wasn't my shit story. That was someone else's shit. I mean, that well, was, yeah, but okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm so not a shit story guy. We, we leave uh, Portland and we're driving across uh, the, the part of Maine, a uh, very picturesque part of Maine that we're driving through. And there's a little town called Woodstock. And it's, uh, it's a quintessential uh, out in the country of Maine hippie t- like seeming town and we go to this uh, place to and i, I decided we'll get gas here because it was like 239 a, a gallon or something it seemed really cheap and the oops sorry sorry <laughs> all right so um it, it seemed like a, a clean place and a good place to stop but when we get there uh there's a sign up front that says restrooms out of order are you okay yeah, right, me right. Yeah, 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 I'm great. Okay. Right. I don't know. Yeah, restrooms out of order. Woodstock, restrooms cute little hippie order. town. Hippie town. Restrooms out of order. Uh, that they, There's a toilet out back, I think is how it was worded. Uh, toilet in the in the back. And so Rachel looks at me and she goes, I'm not even going to look. And uh, uh, I was like, uh, well, I can, uh, I'll go I'll go investigate. I'll take a look just to see. She, she you know, Part of the reason, you know, when you stop and you get, you, know, you, you want to take care of everything in one stop. You don't want to go to the bathroom and do all that stuff. So she doesn't even want to look. She's uh, afraid of it. And I'm thinking, how bad can it be? So I go around back of this place and uh, walk around back, and there is a porta porta john thing in there. And I open up the door, and it was like the movie Dogma. If you've ever seen Dogma, the film, uh, <laughs> the shit. I have not, but I'm familiar gi- with it. There's a giant shit man. You're talking about the shit sculpture that uh, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. is uh, featured in the movie uh, Dogma. The giant guy made out of shit. Um, he was in there. He was in the porta. <laughs> Oh my God. I was like, I slammed the door shut. I could walk around front. She looks at me and she goes, is it safe? I go, no, no, you don't want to, no, don't even, don't even think about it. Don't go back there. So I thought that was weird. It was, and it was some sort of a, it was like a, I, I shouldn't say it was BP, but it was, it was some major brand of, of, you know, of a gas station type place on the East coast. We uh, were in another location uh, where they're running the same thing. The, the facility's closed, and a lady who um, this was in, I think this was in Pennsylvania. The lady who's working at the at the gas station, she seemed really chatty and almost like maybe there was a little, I don't know. I got the feeling she, I was talking to somebody that was doing math, but but was working. She was working. She was very chatty. She told me. Uh, she said, "Yeah, our bathroom. We had an issue with the septic system, and the EPA is going to fine us ten thousand dollars if we don't fix it." And so we we just decided. We're not going to pay that, and we need to get it fixed. But we're going to have the bathroom shut down in the meantime. And I said, "Oh, really?" I said, "Well, what do you do if you know if you're working? Do you got to work your whole shift and not go to the bathroom?" She goes, "Well, there's there's a secret bathroom back there that actually that, that works." And um, she after she tells me that she's like, "Okay, I've told you this." And she looks at me. She goes, "You guys can use it if you want to." And she's she's like, "Go to go back to the hallway where it says uh, the door is closed." And she goes, "There's a door behind that, and there's another bathroom there you can use." So she like spills the beans and, and lets us use the 
the private uh, sneaky off the off the radar bathroom that somehow isn't connected to the public one that is going to get them a ten thousand dollar fine from the epa so strange crap uh, along the road strange yeah strange overall was that trip uh, a success did everyone enjoy it like what was the takeaway like that was worth it yeah i think there was there was enough there between the main stuff and uh you know just everything everybody we we took a trip Part of the we we uh, Tori, one of her friends, moved over near Pittsburgh. That's why we're in that area. We uh, um, we went over to so she could visit a friend of hers that had that had moved. And uh, so uh, part of the the drive that uh, got us a little off the off the beaten path from where we were was uh, taking her just uh, uh, well out of the way to go see a friend. So you know between that and all the other stuff and all the you know, knickknack, paddywhack, all the you know shirts and shit that they bought along the way, you know there and the food that was eaten and all of that everybody was was quite happy so like maine is is it really is it's 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 a gorgeous place to visit the, the one there was a picture uh, that i took um of the whole lobsters that i that i uh had on on instagram where we were eating the the, the whole lobster meal where they give, give you the whole thing um it's hard to understand but where we where we had that you you go down this uh road this 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 very rural road uh through the trees and over the hills and you know you've got water on all over um these tributaries of the of the atlantic ocean and i don't know how to explain it all but we ended up at this little restaurant that sits it's, it's almost like a almost like a the place looked like almost looked like a hot dog stand almost it wasn't very big um and you go into this place and you order your order your food and uh, they bring it out to you outside and they've got picnic tables outside and it sits up on this hill and uh, the hill is surrounded on three sides by by the water. And there's below you are these boats and the lobster, the little buoys you see that are sticking out out of the water all over have a lobster trap underneath them. And the lobster that you're eating at this little place was caught down the hill, literally like 100 yards from where you're sitting. That's where the lobster actually came from, was right down the hill. And... Um, so, and there's all sorts of examples of that. We went to another place and had uh, had oysters one one day, and the oysters were again came right out of the river. This uh, this area that was this estuary that was uh, right next to us, and you can sit there and read on the menu. Okay, here's here's where the Pimaquit oysters come from, right out there. They're just everything's so local. It's crazy. It's and it's it's wonderful. So and and them realizing how that all worked was was pretty cool we had a nice spot too by the ocean where there was a kind of a pretty decent beach for maine they even though maine's not known for its beaches and the water's cold as shit but they enjoyed that so yeah it was fun it was a good time i think they enjoyed it so yeah i just got a uh I was just looking at i i got a uh when we we're out there it's it's weird how things the the marketing uh, and you know obviously when you're online they they follow you around with uh, with stuff online but you know you do a search one way and all of a sudden you know you're getting offers for something that you, you, you know that is related to something you search for that sort of thing but uh, I when I got home I had uh, some of these flyers in the actual physical mail that came from me I got one from a company called Feels F E A L S Feels it's high quality CBD delivered straight to your doorstep. And there's a variety of CBD products that they will deliver, they say, to uh, 50 states. Um, and it's uh, the CBD thing. And I think probably I got this because when we we're out there, we've uh, there was a couple CBD places that we uh, were, uh, well, in Waterbury, uh, Vermont. I, I stopped and there was one there that was right next to this uh, liquor store and brewery place that we stopped by. And uh, just was looking around in there, and I I googled some of that stuff. And by the time I'd gotten home, I've got stuff in the mail now that they're 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 sending me. So the marketers are getting, uh, they're getting smarter. They're getting more aggressive. It's kind of it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of cool in a way. But it's kind of kind of uh, scary. Yeah, oh, man. I was gonna delete everything except for Instagram and, that, and Instagram, and I'm real curious now. Like if. If I started searching things for Jehovah's Witnesses, Jehovah's Witness or any religion for that matter, you should. Would I start getting Instagram messages from them? 
You're probably going to get because I'd be real curious what they want. No, well, my phone is on right now, so like I'm literally like I'm backing up my phone. I've been backing it up for the last couple of weeks. I've got like I got the iCloud, you know, 200 gig per month for 2.99. I've I've rarely ever used that, Mm -hmm. and I want to wipe my phone out 100%. Wipe it out. It's an iPhone 7 Plus. It's been a little glitchy here and there. Like when when the phone rings, the screen goes black, and then it takes a moment before it actually rings. And I need my phone for work, obviously. When I'm on set, of course, I have a walkie-talkie, and my bosses can reach me, but I need the phone. And I'm afraid to do it during the work week because if I miss something, an important text or a phone call from one of my bosses, especially when I'm not on set, it's a problem. So I don't want to... after I we finish recording here, I'm gonna make sure everything's backed up, and I'm gonna not restore it from the backup, and then just start over. But I want to get rid of like all the emails, like you mentioned LL Bean. Like for years, I thought to myself, like I I don't know that I've ever bought anything from LL Bean, but I've get, <sighs> been getting emails from LL Bean yeah. forever, and I kind of have this weird OCD nonsense where it's like I'll be driving, my phone is mounted, I've got the GPS on, and emails will come in, and I'll refresh, refresh, and I'll start deleting it. And I was always afraid, like I'm gonna die in a fiery car crash and or kill someone because. I needed to delete the LL Bean email in that moment. And I've never even, right? So, and, and I'm at this point where I'm like, how do I get all of these fucking things to stop? And it's very challenging to get all of these things to stop because when you sign up for something, if you have Facebook, your email is connected to your Facebook. When you allow Facebook to allow you to do the thing to log in, you've given permission to the other thing. So Apple's not giving away your information. You can get all your information from Apple, but every other Social media, you know, you hear it all the time. It's like, you know, we are the product. You know, it's just, it's like you're, so there are things that I like, things that I want. Religion isn't one of them, but I am really curious what will happen if. And I've done the test, kind of joking about it. Like we give access to the microphone and everything. And I think I told this once where I was having this conversation with my kids and Andrea, their mom, my ex-wife slash landlord, whatever. Um, she, uh, and said, well, if, if, if we talk about like Reese's peanut butter cups and then sure enough in Instagram, Kylie and I had Reese's ads start to show up and you're like, what, 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 what? Fuck. You know, it's, uh, so I, I kind of just, I feel like I just want to and need to shut it down. I mean, you were talking about people wanting to fly or most people fly and many people don't, a lot of people don't drive and yeah. see the country. And it's like, I've been, t- I've been looking at airstreams. I can't afford one right now, but I'm looking at like these alternative things, you know, where you want to, it sounds like you're you, a van you, or something. I don't know. Just you're trying of, to remove yourself from society. Are we getting a little, uh, I don't know. No, no, not, t- 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 no, 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 not, no, not at all. Like <laughs> not remove myself for, okay. So I told you that a couple of the guys that I work with, one guy started a rumor that I have an agenda. Right. Yes, you tell me about uh, the yeah. Agenda. Right, and so it's this whole thing, and then there's another guy that every time he introduces me to another teamster from another job, someone that he's worked with, or even a guy that's on a job that doesn't really know me, be like, "It's JC. He has an agenda." Because they call me JC. My initials, John Craig, and I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. and it's like my agenda is to get rid of this idea that I have an agenda. It's just to show up and do my job, my work, and it's like my agenda is to avoid to avoid that kind of bullshit. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm a fairly reasonable person for someone who's completely delusional. Do you want to live in the airstream? Is that what you're thinking, or do you just want to? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I live in a pool house. Like, and it's nice, and it's two stories, and it's like. Right. But I don't really live here because, well, if I'm working a minimum of of seventy hours per week, you know, Monday morning as early as three o'clock in the morning to Saturday morning as late as. 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. There's not a lot of time to be here because it's t- here in Middletown, Red Bank, New Jersey. It's too far away, as far as I'm concerned, to pick people up in Brooklyn or Manhattan. Yeah. Right. And start my day and then go another like 30 miles north during rush hour. You know, it took me two hours to drive from Brooklyn to, um, it was like Nanuet, New York, which was, it was a little, little town called Pearl River. That's when we were up at the Pfizer. Uh, location the Pfizer plant, and so any any like I don't know man I, and so and, and and you know I told you about the stairs the attic stairs that were dangerous and wonky yes and I don't know if I mentioned that I bought um, 
spiral staircase. You told me you were going to. I didn't know it. Yeah, arrived. so I did buy it. We ordered it. It showed up in June, right around the time that I started this job. And uh, my dad finally got to it on Thursday, and he put the he installed the spiral staircase. Uh, it is kind of cool. It's you know, it's a little. It's a pretty steep, winding, eleven steps. Uh, you know, I like it, but. Uh, I feel like I'm going to slip and fall down them. Uh, now the cats can get up here. But it's a nice situation. But now that I'm dating a woman and, uh, you know, that I met who lives very far away, I can't have her over here. Remember the no guest policy? Yes. Uh, it's fine. Reasonable. Um, you know, I'm just thinking of, like, not a full exit strategy, but it's like Cameron, my son, just turned 17, going into a senior year of high school. He's going to be going away to college, most likely. Kylie's a sophomore now. She's going to be, you know, in a couple of years, going to be out of here. Yes. So w what am I I'm working on, you know, chipping away at debt and all this other stuff and, and then trying to figure out, like, where can I be? What can I do? Can I go somewhere during the week? Do I get something in Westchester, Connecticut, rental, small, just something that's closer to the city, to, you know, New York City, Manhattan, Brooklyn? queens mm -hmm. and and at my own place even if it's temporary you know i mean everything's temporary but the, the idea that we own a house or own a thing it's that's ours well i gotta let go of that i don't care like i just want to be fucking i just want to try to be present yeah well, i'm struggling with it i'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like uh big know. questions i you know I, we were when we were coming back with rachel and i were talking and she was like you know it'd be great to uh spend a, a an extended time someplace you know like to go to uh you know to the portland area and stay there for you know like a month and i was like yeah, you could work you know while you're there and i i could you know i just have to let my employer uh you know i'd probably have to you could remote you think yeah, that they'll yeah. allow you to work remotely and you can still I think I'm in the position where I, you know, if uh, it might take a little bit of uh, a sales job to make that happen, but uh, I don't think too much. I think it's doable. I think I could, uh, I've got enough, uh, I've been around there long enough that I've got uh, a lot of vacation and off time. So, um, you know, if I were to say, you know, I'm going to go for August and I'm going to take two weeks of vacation, the way I'm going to do it is I'll do a week, uh, week on, week off, week on, week off. And uh, mm -hmm. while I'm out there, the week, the week on, I'll, I'll be working remotely. I think they, that's, yeah, I think they. they and, and Rachel, Rachel, of she, course, she yeah, works she remotely. Needs, She's a writer, right? She needs, high, you know, basically high speed internet, which uh, both of us. So, you know, as long as you, and I checked into that while out there is, is, you know, what the availability was. And it looks like it's, it's plentiful. So, um, um, at least during the summer hours, uh, I did notice that a lot of people in that area, that area have uh, big stacks of wood and generators. So I think they get a lot of uh, power outage type stuff in the winter with the you know, ice storms and that sort of thing. Uh, and it snows a lot in some of those areas. So um, you know, I wouldn't want to be up there in all likelihood during the winter months, but during the summer would be great. So if you did that, okay. So you were talking about the camper thing. Um, I have uh, read stories about people with campers that um, they don't want to pull the camper necessarily you know a long ways uh, because that's a pain in the ass you can there are companies that will either pull a camper for you uh, that you can pay you know a, a fee to or you can also um, they'll put them sometimes on a on a uh, on, uh, in in a truck or you know they, they'll uh, you, you can load the thing up in another vehicle and they'll transport it for you to another location and uh, that would be you know for the amount of money you spend or you could just go somewhere and buy one but yeah the idea of uh, if you had the right setup in the right place it would be yeah it would be yeah, if it was big enough yeah do you remember you remember meredith arthur yes i do meredith Ar Ar arthur from what is i don't know is, is, that, it, is that you or me with the biplane it sounds like a biplane hang on let me turn down my mic is that you or me i think it's you it's me Wow, yeah, that was right. pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a fighter plane. There was a fighter plane that went over here, what seemed to be very low. Yeah, this is a couple of years ago. I don't know if we were recording the podcast around that time, but it was like so intense. It was like, what the fuck was that? Those things are fast too, because I think it was reported from like New York City to me, and it was like you know fifty miles. Yeah. So anyway, Meredith Arthur. Yes. Okay. Um, she has something called, uh, she's uh, Bevoya, B-E-V-O-Y-A, lives up in San Francisco. I did meet her once. We went out for lunch, and uh, she's got something called, uh, yeah, Bevoya.com. And it's uh, 
beautiful voyager what is it people with anxiety and she, such yeah it's like she talks right. a lot about uh, general health and anxiety. wellness website right but uh, she just but anyways, got a book so, she got a book deal i think did she? I don't I believe, know. I believe she did. So, yeah. well, anyway, so so I, when I met her at the time, she happened to be working for a company called Outdoorsy. Yeah, 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 I remember. And, and so out, it's Outdoors Y, Outdoorsy. And it's kind of like the Airbnb of campers, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, and there are other services where you can rent one. Like I've got a colleague, uh, another theatrical teamster. He went up to the northeast, kind of in the area that you went up by Maine and whatnot, New Hampshire, and he rented one. And he said, "Hey, great trip." This is the week that we had off, that uh, July Fourth week. And um, you know, it, it's there are ways to kind of test this out. You know, I mean, owning one seems like a lot. I've known some families in this area that have owned one, a big RV, mm-hmm. and and some of them have actually, even though they used them, they ended up selling them, right? Because some of them may, may, I think they may actually maintain their value if they're taken care of. You I know, would think so. like the classic ones, like you know, like you mentioned Airstream, those mm-hmm. certainly do. I don't know, I, I don't have any idea about the other ones, whether they, you know, what the, what, how that works. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> sure enough, I'm on Instagram, and what do you think was my first sponsored ad? Airstream. Airstream. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, right. yeah, right here. It's just, so, I, I can't even with the, and even Instagram is driving me nuts, not because of that fake Instagram owned your photo, you know, your photos um, campaign that's going, not campaign, but like warning that's going around, like all these celebrities thing. This was a thing from 2012. Okay. I, yeah, I and apparently this. it's been going around. It's like, okay, well, I mean, I think all these social media sites own your shit. Whether you know, it's not likely that they're going to use it, but yeah, we, what are we going to do if we want to share our stupid fucking pictures and what we ate for lunch? You know what? Let them have it. You know. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch... I don't know.